Who is Jesus? That's the title of this new series which we began last week. We've been looking at this question, who is Jesus? You know, during Jesus's earthly ministry here on earth, many people tried to answer this question and they had a variety of different answers about who they thought Jesus was. Some thought that he was just a carpenter. Some thought he was Joseph and Mary's son. Some thought that he was in fact demon possessed and others thought that he was a prophet. But you know, in the Gospels, in the Bible, Jesus himself shares with us who he is. And he makes these incredible statements and they're called the I am statements, where Jesus says, I am. When he declared I am, he was declaring that in fact he was divine, that he was God in the flesh, the son of God. Right back in the Old Testament, when God appeared to Moses in the burning bush, Moses said, who are you? And the voice from that burning bush said, I am. God's name is I am and Jesus when he declared this I am he was declaring that he in fact was God he wasn't just a prophet he wasn't just some teacher or some good man but he was I am the son of God God in the flesh but then in the gospel of John John outlines seven other I am statements of Jesus where Jesus tells us who he is last week we looked at that first I am statement which was I am the bread of life and today we're going to look at the second I am statement of Jesus. And we're going to be reading from two different passages in the Gospel of John. We're going to look at John chapter 8 verse 12 first of all, and then John chapter 9 verse 1 to 7. So let's read them together. John 8 verse 12 says this, Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. And this is what it says in John chapter 9, verse 1 to 7. As Jesus was walking along, he saw a man who had been blind from birth. Rabbi, his disciples asked him, why was this man born blind? Was it because of his own sins or his parents' sins? It was not because of his sins or his parents' sins, Jesus answered. This happened so that the power of God could be seen in him. We must quickly carry out the tasks assigned us by the one who sent us. The night is come in. And then no one can work. But while I am here in the world, I am the light of the world. Then he spit on the ground, made mud with saliva and spread the mud over the blind, man, blind man's eyes. He told him, go and wash yourself off in the pool of Siloam. Siloam means scent. So the man went and washed and came back seeing. Here in the Gospel of John, Jesus proclaims twice the second I am statement, where he says, I am the light of the world. And we're going to look at these two occurrences where Jesus makes this statement. We're going to look first of all at John chapter 8 verse 12, where he says, I am the light of the world. And Jesus here, he begins by emphasizing light versus darkness. He talks about people walking in the light and walking in darkness. And when Jesus here, he says, I am the light of the world. Jesus is saying that he is the one who brings clarity and direction to our lives. If we choose to walk with him, 
then we will know light. We'll have a clear direction in life. But if we don't choose to walk with Jesus, then we will live our lives in darkness. You know, it's sad to say, but many people today are lost in this world. They don't have purpose in their life. They don't know the direction of their life. They're lost. And maybe you're watching this today and you feel lost, aimless, directionless in your life. I wonder, do you know the light of the world? Do you know Jesus Christ? You know, Jesus goes on to say in John chapter 12, verse 46, he says, I have come as a light to shine in the dark world so that all who put their trust in me will no longer remain in the dark. You know, as it says in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, that Jesus has come to call us out of the darkness, that we don't have to live our lives aimless or go into a lost eternity, but we can have direction in this life in and through him. We can know purpose. We can know his plan for our lives. The Bible says he's called us into his marvellous light, that we're a chosen people, a royal priesthood unto our God. And so Jesus wants to emphasize here that when he's saying he's the light of the world, that he is the one and the only one who can bring true direction to our lives. And that there is a way possible for each and every one of us to either choose to walk in the light or choose to walk in the darkness. And I wonder, what is your choice? Do you want to walk in the darkness or are you going to walk in the light? Secondly, in John chapter 8 verse 12, when Jesus says that he is the light of the world, he contrasts this with life and death. Jesus says here that as the light of the world, that he is the one who brings true life, real life, spiritual life, eternal life. He is the one who brings true life. Jesus says that when we walk in his light, then we will experience real life, true life. But when we walk in darkness, then that brings about death. You know, we see that if we want to walk in the light, if we want to know his life, then that means we're going to live our lives by trusting in him, obeying him, living according to his word and to his truth. That's how we walk in the light, by surrendering our lives to him, by putting our trust in him as our Lord and Savior, and by following him every day, living according to his word. But you know, when we don't choose to walk in the light and choose to walk in the life, then we're actually choosing to walk in the darkness and that leads to death. In other words, we choose to live for everything else and in any other way that we want. We choose to live for ourselves and we constantly live in sin and disregard the light. You know, that light, true light, brings life. Just like the sun brings life to the everything in this earth. We need the light. We need the sun to survive. We need also the real light, the light of the world, Jesus Christ, to survive in life, to live and to know true life, but also to experience real life and we've got a choice whether we're going to experience his light and walk in that light and experience his life or we're going to choose to walk in darkness which ultimately leads to death listen to what the apostle paul says in john in romans chapter 6 and verse 23 he says for the wages of sin is death but the free gift of god is eternal life through jesus christ our lord it's amazing that jesus offers light and life to all who would put his trust, uh, their trust in him. You know, notice what Jesus is saying here. He isn't saying that he is a light of the world, but he is the light of the world. There is no other way that we can experience life to the full, true life, real life, and eternal life apart from Jesus. Jesus is the exclusive light of this world. He's the exclus exclusive spiritual light and truth. The world has no other enduring light apart from Jesus. He is the light of the world. And it's either 
we accept Jesus Christ as the light of our lives and the light of the world, or we choose ultimate darkness. We choose everything else which leads to darkness and which leads to death. And so therefore we must seek that light. We must seek that enduring light and we can't seek it from any other sources. If you want to know real life, you won't find it in anything of this world. You won't find it in people. You won't find it in job, in a job. You won't find it in money. You won't find it in the material things of this world. You won't find it in alcohol, drugs, sex, all these different things. If you want to know real life, it is only found in and through Jesus Christ. Jesus says in John chapter 10, verse 10, he says, I, the enemy, the enemy has come to steal, kill and destroy. But I have come so that they might have life and life more abundantly. Jesus is the only one who brings full life, true life. He is the only one and all other avenues lead to darkness and lead to death. And that's what Jesus is saying here. He contrasts the, the light and the darkness and he says it's like life and death. The light brings life, but darkness leads to death. And finally, Jesus here in John chapter 8 verse 12 says that this light as the light of the world, that Jesus brings hope to all who would put their trust in him. You know, as a young boy, I used to hate the darkness and every night when my parents would put me into bed, I used to always cry out. I used to hate the dark. I used to be afraid of what was in the dark. And I used to shout down to my parents just to leave the landing light on. You know, whenever they turned that light on, I had a little bit of hope and I was able to get to sleep. That's what light does. Darkness brings about fear, anxiety and worry. We get afraid in the dark. But when that light is turned on, we have hope. We're not afraid anymore. And Jesus here, he declares that he is the light of the world. And he's sharing here that he is the only true source of hope in this world. And I don't know about you, but I need hope. Our world right now needs hope. We're living in a dark time. Our world is in a mess. It is gripped by this virus. Everything is a mess within our world. And we need hope. And the true source of hope is the light of the world. It is Jesus Christ and him alone. I know I love the fact that Jesus is our hope, not only right here and right now, but if we put our trust in him, then we have an eternal hope as well. I wonder, when you die, do you know where you are going? Do you know where your eternity is heading? Because the Bible says it is either going to that place, which is called hell, which is a lost eternity, separated from God, or it is going to be with Jesus for all of eternity in a new heaven and that new earth and you know, I love what Revelation says. This is the hope we have for all who believe in Jesus. Speaking about the new Jerusalem, speaking about the new heaven and the new earth. It says this in Revelation chapter 21, verse 22 to 27. It says, I saw no temple in the city for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. And the city has no need of sun or moon for the glory of the Lord illuminates the city and the Lamb is its light. The nations will walk in its light and the kings of the world will enter the city in all their glory. Its gates will never be closed at the end of day because there is no night there. All the nations will bring their glory and honor into the city. Nothing evil will be allowed to enter. Nor anyone who practices shameful idolatry and dishonesty. But only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. There is hope for all who would put their trust in Jesus there will be one day be no more darkness, there'll be no more pain, there'll be no more suffering, but that we'll be with Jesus for all of eternity in heaven. And he's going to make, this earth is going to pass away, there's going to be a new heaven, and there's going to be a new earth, and we will spend all of eternity with our Saviour. Do you have that hope today? You can have that hope through what Jesus has done. There will be no more darkness 
anymore. So we see here that this is what Jesus offers. There is direction for our lives. There is purpose for our lives. There is true life, eternal life as well. And there is hope for all who would put their trust in Jesus. And so Jesus here in John chapter 8 verse 12, he makes this first time, he makes this statement, I am the light of the world. But then we read about the second instance, which we're going to look at very briefly, which is in John chapter 9 verse 1 to 7, where again he says that he is the light of the world. And in this moment, it is a powerful story about the healing of a blind man. The Bible tells us that this man was blind since birth. And you know, some of Jesus' disciples thought that it was a consequence because of either his sin and his mistakes or the mistakes and sins of his parents. But you know, Jesus, he quickly squashes this, this claim, this false claim that to say that it was because of something wrong that he did there, that God has cursed him in a sense. That is not the case. And, you know, unfortunately, many people today still believe that the people are punished by God because of a disobedience and they have sickness and disease because of that. But that is not what the Bible teaches at all. That suffering more often than not is not because of a person's sin. That unfortunately, that's just because of the effect of sin in our world in general. But you know, after correcting his disciples, Jesus again makes this incredible statement. John chapter 9, verse 5, he says, But while I am here in the world, I am the light of the world. And then we read this incredible thing that happens. He spits in the mud, he rubs it in his hands, and then he places it on this blind man's eyes. And then he goes to tell, he tells this blind man to go and wash it off in this pool of Siloam. He says, go and wash your eyes. They wash the mud off. And then the Bible tells us that as soon as this happens, this guy who was once blind could see. He could finally see he was completely healed. And you know, the amazing thing is, is that our God is still a healer and he still brings hope and light to all who would put their trust in him. Even when darkness surrounds us, even when we're affected by pain and things of this world, difficulties, hardships, struggles of this world, Jesus is still our light. He is still there. He's able to heal. He's able to deliver. He's able to rescue. He is still the light of this world. You know, so often when we are going through trials, when we're going through difficulties, we look to everything and everything else to try and find an answer to, to help us. We come up with plans to try and figure our way out of trying to get out of this pain. You know, sometimes when we're in hard times, we, we detach ourselves from these circumstances. You know, sometimes as Christians, we can pretend that everything is okay. We can put that mask on and pretend, yeah, my life's great. Everything's fine in my life. But we go through hardship. Our life is being crushed. And, and sometimes we can do that. I've done that in my life. And you know, sometimes as well, when we go through difficulties, we can distract ourselves. We can distract ourselves and try and numb that pain with things of this world. We can look to alcohol and sex and people and things like that. We can binge watch series on Netflix and things like that just to try and numb that pain. But you know, we'll never overcome that darkness. We'll never overcome that, uh, that hurt or those difficulties by doing any of that. But you know, the way that we can overcome darkness in our lives, the way that we can come through trials and hardships and difficulties is by putting our trust in the light of the world. He is still able today to heal. Like he healed that blind man. He's still able to meet our needs today. He's still able to rescue us from sin. He's able to rescue us from the pain and the difficulties of sin. And he does that when we put our confidence in him as the light of the world and we obey him. And so as we come to a conclusion of this message today, Jesus here tells us he is the light of the world. 
And, you know, I'm so glad of that, that he's come to bring life. He's come to bring eternal life. He's opened up our eyes. We were once dead in our sins, but we've been raised to life in Jesus if we put our trust in him. He's come to open our eyes so that we once were lost, but now we can see as the Him amazing grace says. That's what he has come to do. And I wonder, will you open up your eyes to see him as the light of the world today? Will you put your trust in him? He is the only light. There is nothing else that can bring light, life, direction to your life. No one else, no other source but Jesus Christ. He is the light of the world. You know, I believe today there is also a challenge because Jesus says also in Matthew, in Matthew's Gospels, he says that yes, he is the light of the world, but we are also lights as well. We as followers of Jesus, if you're a follower of Jesus today, are called to reflect his light to those around us. Just like the moon reflects the light of the sun and brightens up the darkness, we are called to be reflectors of his light. We are called to be carriers of his light to this broken world. We are on a mission. He has given us a mission to go into all the world and preach the gospel, to declare that the darkness shall never overcome the light, but that the light will win in the end. We have come, we have been given a mission to share this good news that there is a light. He is the light of the world and all who would look to him can receive his light, can receive his life and become part of his kingdom. And so today, let's be encouraged. Jesus, he is the light of the world and he has come to overcome the darkness. His light shines in the darkness and the darkness will never overcome it. Amen. Well, I'd like to give you an opportunity today to respond to this message. You know that God has been speaking to you and you've been living your life in the darkness. But today there is a call from heaven. There's an invitation from heaven to come out of that darkness and to come into God's glorious light. He wants you to know real life. He doesn't want you to live this life aimless or directionless. And he doesn't want you going to a lost eternity. And he showed how much he doesn't want you going to a lost eternity by coming to this world. The Father sent his one and only Son, Jesus Christ, to come into this world, to die on the cross, to take the punishment for your sin and my sin, to reconcile us to God. You see, there's nothing that you and I could do to make ourselves right with God. The Bible says we've all sinned. We all fall short of the glory of God. But Jesus came. He took our place. He took the punishment for our sins. He took your sin and my sin so we could know Jesus, so we could have him come into our lives, that we could know the light of the world, that we could no longer, so we don't have to walk anymore in darkness, but we could walk in the light. We can know his life. We can know eternal life in our lives. And so today I'd like to give you that opportunity. In a moment, I'm going to say a prayer and I'd love to include you in this prayer. The words of this prayer are going to be on the screen. And today, for those who know Jesus has been speaking to you, that God has been speaking to you today, I'd like you to give, to give you that opportunity to ask Jesus Christ to come into your life and be your Lord and Saviour. If that's you and you want to do that today, please repeat these words after me in a moment. Mean it in your heart and today you will be called out of darkness and you will walk in God's glorious light. You'll know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour. Amen. Let's pray together. And this is for all those who have put in their trust in Jesus for the first time or maybe re-surrendering your life to Jesus today. Repeat these words after me. Dear Jesus, today I surrender. I ask that you would forgive me of my sins. Wash me clean. I ask that you would save me. I believe you died on the cross and rose again. Today I choose to follow you and ask that you would be my Lord and Saviour. Thank you for the fresh start I now have in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, if you said that prayer today, know that you've made the best decision that you will ever make. The old life has gone. The new life has come. 
You were no, living, no, no longer living in the darkness, but now you are living in God's light. Jesus Christ has come into your life. Your sins have been forgiven. And now you're a child of God, a follower of Jesus. It really is the best decision that you will ever make. Right now, there's going to be a link that will pop up to our website, gatewaychurchcumry.co.uk forward slash no God. If you said that prayer today for the first time, or maybe you said it, recommitted your life today, then I want to encourage you to please click on that link. It will take you to our website. And on that page, you'll find out a little bit more about this decision that you've made. And there is a form at the bottom of that page. I'd like to ask you to please fill out that form if you've said that prayer today. And then we as a church, we will get in touch with you just to introduce ourselves to you and just to send you a few things just to help you begin to take your next steps in your new journey of following Jesus. But please know it is the best decision that you will ever make, that today you've received the light of the world into your life. Amen.